Yo, everybody, welcome to the Ednium Podcast, where we have real conversations with the amazing talent in Denver's backyard to inform the system and change the game for the next generation. I hope you're thriving. Let's go. And we live. What's up, y'all? What's happening? How y'all living? Doing well. Yeah. Yeah, Can't complain, bro. No, I don't. But you uh you got cooking this weekend? Memorial Day weekend, anything more? Just work. Yeah, uh, I mean, watching the fights tonight. Mm, you know you what got, I'm saying? Tank Davis. You got Tank. I just think Roley's hella funny, bro. Like I do. <laughs> he's funny, but I just I, I mean I've, I'm gonna be honest with you, I've never really seen the dude fight, but I, from what I understand, he's undefeated too. So yeah. but I think Tank's gonna knock him out though. He's nasty. Yeah, yeah he's I, nasty. I think that's happening for sure. <laughs> yeah, I was I was surprised Canelo got lost. Yeah, that hurt. That one hurt. That one hurt bad. I don't know if I was surprised, but it was it was like different to see him lose. <laughs> yeah, bro, it's been For so sure. long. It's yeah. like it's like LeBron not being in the finals. It just feels weird. I just feel you know like that, that's kind of what he gets though, because he I feel like he went up because he thought dude was easy. Yeah. Like that, that was like easy money. Yeah. And it turned out it wasn't. <laughs> That's why I think it's funny. There's weight classes for a reason. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, bro. I love it. I love it. So we're just kill- chilling, man. Uh, let's tell the world who we're talking to. Go ahead and go ahead and hit them. Give us a little bit of insight. Hi. Uh, yeah. My name is DR, DR19. And I am a music producer, audio engineer, and I do video on the side. Yeah. Yeah. Where'd you go to high school? Uh, I went to two high schools, actually, uh, freshman, sophomore. I went to DSC Stapleton, yep. and then I transferred over to East and graduated from there. Where, what made you transfer? Uh, <laughs> the fact that, uh, I, I really didn't like the, their philosophy. I hear that a lot. Yeah. Actually, I hear that a yeah, lot. Yeah. I wasn't with it. Uh, to me, it's like they, they promote institutionalism. Hmm. And I'm not with that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. We'll we'll, we'll dig into that for sure. Okay. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Who else we talking to? Uh, It's Abe Meezy. Full-time artist. Entrepreneur. Vibe creator. Yes, sir. You know, philanthropist. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. The people's champ. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where'd you go to school, man? I went to South. South High School. Cool. Yep. Whole four years? All four. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was the man there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I say that about Lincoln, too. I, I, it, just, <laughs> it depends on who you talk to, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm an alum. They call me an alum. That's, that's weird to hear. Yeah. Like, when I go there, they're like, yeah, man, you're a South High alum. Yeah, like, man. So they invite me to stuff. It's pretty dope. Yeah, I bro. like that. I mean, that's really why we're trying to build this thing. One of the things I realized was that, like, a lot of these private schools have, like, a whole, like, alumni, I don't know, organization. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? But a lot of DPS schools, like, they seem to lose track of their people. Yeah. And, like, and so a big part of what I've been thinking about was, like, yo, all the stuff that we claim as success in schools, like, graduation rates, right? College attainment rate or whatever. Mm-hmm. That don't really tell me shit about whether or not you're thriving in life. You feel me? Like, these are all That's inputs, yeah. not outcomes, right? And what I found is, like, there's hella people that are, like, really thriving. But that school just wasn't their thing. And so, like, what is it that made them thrive? What is it that allowed them to, like, to really be able to prosper in different ways? 
And how do we start to kind of like translate that into policy and how we just operate in the educational system? You know what I mean? But yeah. you, you talked a little bit about not liking the operation. Do you feel yeah. like it was that big of a difference? Um, yeah. Well, to me, uh, mission statement is important, you know, yeah. and I'm glad that, you know, DSST has a mission statement. Yeah. But the way they execute it, um, it rubs me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they are doing today. I'm just speaking from past experience. So yeah. if, if they've tightened up, that's awesome. You know, yeah. but, they're, they're working on it, I think. Okay. I think they've heard enough feedback. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 So it was, um, yeah, I, I just didn't. I knew that I wasn't going to go to college or university mm. since a freshman. Mm. So I was like, I already had that in mind. And it wasn't until sophomore that it really hit. Like, I should probably leave because, you know, mm-hmm. at the time… You could have a 4.0 GPA, but if you didn't apply to a college or a university, mm-hmm. you wouldn't walk across that stage. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh. that's what rubbed me the wrong way. I'm like, you know? And they had something against trade schools, too. Yeah, that's, that's, at the time. that's true. I, I don't know if they still do now, but like I said, like back then, yeah. They, mm-hmm. I just wasn't, wasn't feeling what they… Did you know you were going to do what you're doing now the whole time? Is that why? Yeah, that, that's a big part of it. Um, I kind of had my mindset on music. It started in middle school in eighth grade. Um, but freshman is like when I'm, I was more decided. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of where I, where I want to go into. And then sophomore, I was like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then that's what I worked on from there. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. That worked out. Yeah. The the one thing I got to shout them out though yep. for is um, they allowed me to run my own elective. As uh-huh. a sophomore, mm. I had a beat production class. That's cool. Yeah, they still got that. I no, I mean, I was the only one that started it. I hope somebody carried it on after hey. me. Like you were teaching, I was teaching. Yeah, that's pretty dope. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So, I, I do appreciate them for that regard. I mean, they should have that everywhere. Literally, every school has some kid that's trying to do music. You know what yeah. I mean? Okay. <laughs> like, why are we not like grooming this thing? Right. You know what I'm saying? And like the whole business of music too, like. It's so much more than just being the rapper or whatever. Like, there's no such there's no such thing as just being a rapper. No. You feel what I'm saying? Like, walk me through that process. Like, what did you feel like you had to learn along the journey to get to where you're at? Like, what is the thing? Better question. What assumptions did you have going into this that you now no longer hold? Um, that you just was. I I used to think that you could just be better than everybody, and that that's all that mattered. Mm. Was was your talent? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I remember getting mad. Like me and my brother Tari, we used to get mad. Like because we knew that we was better than everybody and shit. Or at least yeah. we that that was the thought in our head. Yeah. And so like, but we wouldn't get opportunities. We wouldn't get you know. We didn't have a lot of fans. Mm-hmm. It was stuff like that, and we just didn't know how. Like like how aren't people listening to us? But it's because there's a whole complete side other side to it like yeah. you know the marketing is probably the most important your business is super important like that's like you know the the creation part of it is like only 10% as they say so mm. i think that was the biggest lesson that i had to learn like man this this is you know if you're not trying to put your money where your mouth is like you're nobody's going to ever know you bro yeah. like ever, ever yeah like you know what i mean for real and networking and stuff i think that was when i was first like when i had first put out my my out my very first album the real netflanders um, I used to be everywhere, bro. At everybody's shows, everybody's events, everybody, every Sunday I'd be at Cold Crush or something. Yep. Like it'd be, I would be out. Yep. 
all the time. So that people saw my face, I would like try to meet people, like make sure they remember me, all the DJs, all the artists. If they had shows, I would show up and make sure that they knew I was there. Not like the the fly on the wall. I was walking up like, hey, you know what I mean? Because like, and in the long run, that actually helped me out. That's how I was able to like sell out the Bluebird, you know, because it was, everybody wanted to support me because I supported them. And Mm. and I think, again, that I think that's a lost art in a lot of places. I think people just assume that people are supposed to fuck with you. And that's just not the case, man. You got to like show people that you fuck with them too. You know, even if you don't really like them, like you got to at least like, (laughs) you got to know how to move around, bro. Yeah, dog. That's a that's a skill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like my dad. So in a lot of ways I relate when I got into the, I don't know, the educational policy game, you know, you yeah. have to be out there in the streets too. Like for real. Like yep. every community meeting, every board yeah. meeting, everything. And I'm I'm walking up like I was starting to get known as the guy with the blazer t-shirt and chain out. You know what I mean? But then you build relationships. And that's like kind of what it boils down to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Relationships take you everywhere, bro. Yeah. That's facts. So I keep telling people, like, you know. And, you know, I won't name any names. Like, I, you know, I love my boys to death, but, like, mm-hmm. they're not very good at creating relationships. They uh, take a lot of things to heart all the time. And yeah. I think when it comes to, like, business, like, it's just, you can't you can't take things personal, bro. You yeah. got to learn, like, how to separate, like, your business relationship from a, your actual relationship with that person. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And like I said, that's what I mean by, like, I don't got to like you, but yeah. we can still do business together. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. Like, that, that to me is, I think, a lot of people miss that, bro. A whole lot of people. How do how do we help more folks understand that? Uh, there, I believe that your network is your net worth. You know, yep. if you get that philosophy down, then you'll start to see that you know people. Everybody has something to offer. You know, mm-hmm. like we're we're all different, but everybody has something to offer. And if, if you can get with that, then I believe in a way it'll make making relationships a bit easier. Yeah. You know? Um, trying to you know. You just got to take your feelings out of it, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And be willing to sacrifice things because a lot of people don't want to sacrifice nothing either, bro. And that, <laughs> if you're not willing to do all that, you're not going to go anywhere, bro. Like, uh-huh. it's just that simple. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, everybody thinks that they could, like, just wake up in the morning and everybody knows you. Like, that's just not possible, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have to sacrifice. Otherwise, there wouldn't be a whole multi-billion dollar industry in terms of promotion. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Exactly. If it was just about rapping and shit, like, it wouldn't be that. Because I felt the same way. Like, you know, I was doing music when I was in high school too. Yep. Um, and I felt the same exact way. Like, yo. I mean, I think everybody that makes music feels like they're the best at it. 100%, 100%. <laughs> yeah, you feel, like, if you don't, right. then you don't really do the shit. Like, 100%. why would you do anything yeah. if you're trying to be the greatest? <laughs> yeah. Um, but the same thing was like, oh, I started to realize even at like the smaller level. Was like, oh, okay. I don't really got a relationship over here, but I'm trying to do this thing. And then I'm wondering why I'm feeling iced out. Now I'm ready to fight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it just didn't make sense. I just yeah. didn't understand that concept yet. Um, but I don't know. Throw stuff on YouTube and you'll pop. That shit don't work. It don't yeah. work. And in a lot of the same way, back to the college thing, like I think one of the things we're hearing is uh we did this project with the Denver Scholarship Foundation, and we we're looking at Latino males, particularly, like they're going to college at lower levels than any other demographic group huh. in Denver. So we brought some folks that graduated from college, folks that dropped out, and folks that never went. And what we found pretty quickly was the value proposition for going to college was similar to that as throwing your music up on YouTube or SoundCloud. You just get this degree, everything will be fine. You feel what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. 
it wasn't go to college because you can build and broaden that network. We weren't taught that skill, especially if you're the first one in your family that like went right. to go do anything, right? And so it was like these promises were made or we believed these like false things. And then when it didn't pan out, now we're mad at everyone else. Right. See, and I never thought like that though because like my, my mom, <laughs> my mom told me when I graduated high school because I had passed up a full ride scholarship to be a, a receiver at Wyoming. Really? Like, yeah, full ride. You know, and I Jeez. passed it up because I didn't, I just, football was never my passion. It was just, well, football was my passion when I was a kid, yeah. but then I grew out of it when I found music. And then like, so I would be late to practice every day, like like on purpose, bro. Like I just didn't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like waltz in. I'd always get in trouble. They make me run laps, all that shit. I just didn't care though, bro. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But I still somehow got a full ride scholarship, which is beyond me. But like, yeah. you know, I because I was just naturally good at it. But I turned it down because I wanted to pursue music. And I knew if I went to this college in Wyoming, I was probably gonna fuck off my scholarship. Yeah. You know, doing what God knows what, you know what I mean? So yeah. I was just like. But I still went to college, right? And I went to Metro. Okay. And my mom like made me promise her that I would get a degree. And I never understood why she cared about that so much, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, promise me you'll finish college. I'm yeah. like, okay, I'll promise, right? Yeah. But then when I when I started going to college, like I realized like I wanted to take the classes that I want to take. Mm. And so I was a psychology major because psychology was always my thing. I never really saw myself being a psychologist, but it's like, you know, in order to finish and get that degree, you have to take classes that have absolutely nothing to do with psychology. You know what I'm saying? And that to me, that to me was always like, it didn't make sense to me. Like why, if I want to study to be this, why can't I just study that? Right. Mm -hmm. So then what I did for the three years that I was in college was I took every single class that I wanted to take, bro. Mm -hmm. Like every semester I I was in weight training. (laughs) They got tired of me after a while. Like, bro, you can't keep taking this course. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, but I took every psychology class, sociology, you know, African-American studies, all these things that I wanted to know about. Yeah. And then um, once I was done, I just stopped going to college, bro. Hmm. Because so you picked I up the game that you needed. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I went to college to learn what I wanted to learn, yep. which I feel like is what college should be about. Yeah. You know, and then like, you know, my mom was a little upset because I didn't finish. But then like once she saw that I was pursuing my career mm-hmm. and doing my thing and living off of it now, like she was like, okay, I get it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So she didn't care as much. Yeah. I think in her eyes, though, she just thought like, if you get a degree, you'll be better off. And I'm just like, no, that's not, exactly you know, because I mean. my sister did that, right? Like my sister, smartest person I know, you know? valedictorian in high school, went to college, got her bachelor's, straight A's, went and got her master's. And she works in a field that has absolutely nothing to do with her, you know, degree. So to me, it's like, it just doesn't really make any sense for me personally. And I saw that from a young age. I'm like, I don't know why you care so much about this damn piece, this piece of paper. Yeah, I mean, the question is the difference between education and schooling. Yeah. You feel Mm -hmm. me? Mm -hmm. Like, there is... Man, my wife's back in school. She took a public speaking class and she took a test and that final test didn't require her to do any public speaking. Yeah, see, come on, that's man. You feel weird. me? Like, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> and to be honest with you, I wish, now that, that we're talking about it, I wish I would have went to like business something. Something that has to do with yeah. business. I mean, it's everything. You know what I'm saying? Business yeah. marketing. Like, I, I, in hindsight, I, I mean, I probably could still go back, obviously, but right. I'm just saying that was something that I, I think, thinking about it now, like that shit would have helped a lot, man, Yeah, with what I'm doing now. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you did it, man. Like, y'all both did it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm watching you. People don't understand how much I pay attention to the ecosystem, but I'm watching everything. Yeah. And I saw how y'all started to build this shit up. 
That's why I was so happy to run into you in the party. We started chopping it up. Like, yeah. yo, you're the one behind the camera on all this stuff? Like, <laughs> you know, how'd you, if you knew your thing was music, how'd you start to pick up the videography skill set? Honestly, through, uh, through them, through Barbershop Uncut, where, like, they gave me an opportunity. Um, like, uh, there was a time where they didn't have videographers or they were just passing through and yeah. I was like, hey, can I be it? You know? Uh, um, and I was their last option, you know? Just because, I mean, I, I told them, I'm like, look, I don't know how to do video, hmm. but I really, I feel like I have a good grasp of yeah. what I know already of it. And I t- turned out to be good. Yeah, bro. Real yeah. good. Real good. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't call myself a professional because I look at other people's works like, yeah, like Dreamers got, Day. Yeah, you still got work to do. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Dreamers. Sure. Shout, out, shout out to Dreamers Day. Yeah. Like, I love his. Yeah. Yeah. Like, to me, I'm like, that's that's the bar to, huh. to hit right now. Yeah. And I know I'm not there yet. He, he's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you get paid to make videos, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you're a professional. You just… Might be Marcus Smart and old dudes LeBron. Right, you feel, yeah. You still the, in the uh, league, dog. Uh, yeah. Well, yes, yeah. I don't know, if I know Marcus Smart, but <laughs> Marcus is nice. What no, you he mean? is. That's what I'm saying. But he he's more so like uh, what's the dude's name? Derek White. Oh, oh damn. really? Right. He coming off the yeah, bench right now. He can get just there. Just you know right he's coming off the bench. Oh, you got you know what I'm saying? You got you got to earn your stripes. Oh man. Oh no. Wait, wait, wait till <laughs> after this. Wait, I got something to show you. Hey man, I see and I respect it. I dabbled in that game a little bit too. It's a lot. It's, it's an art. It's a yeah, and a science. You know For what I'm sure. saying? Yeah. So, and that's the thing too. Is like, do you have to be the greatest thing ever to make a living off of the thing that Absolutely you love? Absolutely not. Mm-mm. No, not it's been shown. It's been shown in history. I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know. I just you know recently got off of a tour and and you know shout out to Mayday, but it's not like I don't really consider Mayday like the best rap group ever. But mm-hmm. they live off that. You know what I mean? Yeah. They got a fan base. Like yeah. you gotta, you gotta respect that, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. that to me is like, you know, you at the end of the day, man, that's what you want to get to. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then um, we can all do the same. Yeah. You know? So that brings me to a question I've been asking everybody, and I've been grappling with myself is like, uh, how do you define success, and how has that definition evolved over the years? Hmm. That's a good question. You know, I guess as a child, I thought success was like, hey, um, I should, like, at one point I wanted to be, you know, famous. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, no, nah, I'm really introverted. I, mm-hmm. I could do it with the, without the fame, you know? Yeah. Give me the check and have nobody know my name and I'll be cool, you know? <laughs> yep, yep. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that was, you know, childhood stuff. But now I kind of define success as, um, um, a quote, I believe, by Zig Ziglar. He's, he says, uh, hell is being the person you are now, meeting the person that you could have been. Mm. You know? And so, like, heaven, I would say, would be the, the success of your life's greatest ambitions. Mm. And failure, you never pursuing what you wanted to do is, is hell. Mm. So… At least trying that shit. Right, yeah, exactly. You have up. to try because it's like if I if I go if I could go to the grave knowing that I tried, I'm cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe I think success is like doing what you want to do for a living, but also 
like having f- freedom, like the time to do them. Like you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think when I was when I was working at the job that I was at, like that was my biggest thing is that I just I hated that it took so much time out of my day all the time. Yeah. And uh, like it's different to know that I like I can do what I want to do, you know, and have my freedom if I want if we want to go on a trip. We could do that. You know what I'm saying? It's not yeah. like this fucking, you know, I got to request the time off and all that extra shit. Like, you know, I just, yeah. I, like, that to me was just, it was hell for me, for real. So, like, I, I think that's really the biggest thing, you know? And then there's levels to it, obviously. Like, yeah. you want to start doing what you love for a living, but then, like, grow from that and, like, become even more financially stable from it. And then, like, you know, so you never have to go back to the other shit. So, I think yeah. that to me is really success. And it, like I said, there's levels of success, in my opinion. Hmm. You know what I mean? So like, did you always know that that was your definition? No, absolutely not. No, I used to think that. Uh, well, you know what? I'm not gonna lie. Like at first, I thought that success would just be like making music for a living. That's it. Mm. You know what I mean? And in 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 a sense, it is. But yeah. you know, life just as as life goes on, you know, you just develop other things that you might be interested in. And, yeah. and but to me, the most important thing in life is time, bro. Huh. Yes. You know what I mean, and mm-hmm. and 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 having that freedom to move around, and I that's that to me is. I don't know what the hell that horn is. Yeah, I know they they are trying to ruin the conversation too. <laughs> it was flowing. Maybe that was more of a wah 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 wah. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was the universe saying it agreed with you, bro. right? Yeah. So but time for real, and like the time that it, whatever you're doing is going to require time. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like, are you spending that time on something you love? Then how do you find that thing you love? You know what I mean? I think something that, in a lot of ways, I think all three of us were kind of blessed with is we had a sense of the thing that we loved and what we wanted to do and the type of impact we wanted to have in the world early. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like I spent so much time fighting, uh, I don't know, I guess the institution from telling me not to pursue the thing I knew I wanted to pursue. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like for me, it was just like, yo, look, when I leave out of here, bro, some shit's going to be different as a result of me being here. That's all I knew. And so I was like, is that going to be through music? Maybe. Is that going to be through videos? Maybe. Is that going to be through nonprofit? Maybe. But like, I want to be able to pursue and try to make that impact. That the, the what is clear, the how is different. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, but like in like coming up and like what I'm seeing in our communities a lot of times is people saying like, nah, just do this. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think a part of the issue is that we don't have a lot of, we have a lot of examples that aren't yet uncovered or shown to the masses of people that took that opposite way and were able to actually make it happen like y'all have at this point. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and ain't nobody got this shit figured out. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a yeah, process. No, no blueprint. <laughs> Zero blueprint. And it's like, I think what people don't understand too is it's, it's kind of a scary thing too, bro, mm-hmm. when you like, you know, really take that leap of faith. Mm-hmm. Right, because um, you have your good months and you have your bad months, bro. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's just it's all about maintaining, like maintaining the faith that this this, it, this too shall pass, as they say. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And everything will be better. You just got to keep putting that work in, man. Like I think that that that's that's a tough that's a tough thing to do. You know, yeah. you got to keep people around you that really help you and keep you you know grounded and supportive. Because if not, man, it's it's tough. Yeah, <laughs> you know what it I'm really saying? is. It's tough. It really is, man. I was thinking my. Uh, my wife, when I left, I left my job and took a crazy pay cut to go and do this for the same reason that you kind of described. Mm-hmm. And I was worried about it. I'm like, shit, like my girl's gonna be mad. Like, you know what I mean? We just got stable and shit. And she was just like, look, I, 
I'd marry a liar. Like, you got an opportunity. I'd marry a punk. I was like, all right, well then shit. That makes my decision for me. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, go do it, man. Go yeah. do it. Quit talking about it. She also said, like, if you don't, I'm gonna have to hear you complain about this shit every night. You know what I'm saying? Wow. I was like, well, that's real. That yeah, seems like real. that definition of hell you talked about. Like, right. Yep. So all right, I'm gonna go try. Might work, might not. Might crumble tomorrow. I don't know. But I tried that shit. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So how did you like when did you make that decision? To go off like are you doing this full time at this point yeah. oh yeah so yeah. like what was that decision making point do you remember that point in time where you were like yo yeah it, it kind of all lined up to be honest uh december of 2019 so <laughs> what initially happened was i was working for an audio visual <laughs> company uh i was an install technician okay just doing uh permanent installations of like led walls mm-hmm. uh pa systems all that yeah. so were you the guy everyone like yelled at when something went wrong? Uh, not necessarily. Um, I mean, I did a lot of things right. I didn't have any management uh, huh. responsibilities, but I just did my job, and uh, they loved my my work. But at one point, I remember um, it was right around the time I actually met Mies. Um, he, uh, we were, I was uh, looking to see if I could get an idol audio engineer position because I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. You know, I got, I was getting bored. Yeah. You know? Um, and I was looking for studios, seeing if there was any audio engineers, uh, positions available and GBL came up mm. and I happened to know the lead engineer, mm. uh, through, uh, high school. Yeah. I think we went, we went to the same high school, uh, mm. the SST at some point. Um, and he remembered me mm. and then that's, that was my foot in. And uh, around the same time, I, Mies stepped into the picture. Yeah. yeah. And uh, two months, like two, three months later after that, uh, I told him, because I, I used to travel across the country for this uh, company. Mm. And I told him like, hey, man, I don't want to travel anymore. Is that cool? Is it cool if I just have the local jobs here and, mm. and stay at the, the warehouse? They're like, yeah, you know, we can make it work. Um, they weren't really happy about it, but, you know, they gave me a shot. And then um, even with that, because I wanted to do music, yeah. I wanted to stay in town just to do music. Uh, I was like beginning to be like, I really don't want to do this anymore. Oh. And so December comes and I'm actually getting fired slash I'm quitting. So yeah. it, it all worked out. <laughs> I just like, took nah, that you leap was, of faith. You was getting like, fired. Yeah. Like, like yeah. I was getting fired, but like in a way it's like, I was like, look, you probably. I, like, I don't want to do this anymore. So yeah. it's like, and it was showing. Yeah, it, yeah. it was showing. Yeah, because like I, they gave me the incentive of like, hey, you need to do your work faster. Like you're doing great work, but it just needs to be faster. Mm. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be faster. I like, like I don't even want to. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't even want to be exactly. So <laughs> I was just like that. They, they brought me into the HR office, and I knew what it was about, and I was like, you know what? Like as long as I get. My bonuses that I have mm-hmm. and uh, my my PTO and whatnot, like, I'm good. Mm. I'm leaving. You know, yeah. we, we, we can call it good here. I'll say I quit, so. Yeah, you know, I feel it. Yeah. But, like, what prevented you from, like, going and trying to find another job, though? Because, like, I mean, that could have easily been the solution. Yeah, no, that could have. But I knew that, like, mm. it was time for music. Word. It was just time, you know. It's like. I felt like I 
I was ready to take that leap of faith of being self-employed. Yeah. Because I'm like, all right, I got the the dedication, the grit to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then December 2019, a few months later, the pandemic hit. Mm. And that, the pandemic is what gave me a backbone. Mm. It's like, okay, cool. Well, now I'm not getting any more clients, you know. Mm-hmm. I was, I had to make it happen. You know, I had to make my answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I got through it. Yeah. So. You did that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We started this with the pandemic too. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've seen it like either make or break a lot of shit. 100%. You know what I mean? What was that moment for you? Um, <clears throat> I don't know if it was a specific moment. I think it was a bunch of moments that happened. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like, a, um, I just found myself like, I always hate working a job, bro, but I started to find myself like, dreading it bro like waking up like why the fuck am I here type yeah. shit you know what I'm saying like I, I'll never forget like waking up in the morning and having these creative juices going and then as soon as I get to work everything has to go away because now I have to focus on this bullshit you know what I mean yeah and I remember um, one of my one of my uh, managers at the time had told me like you know if you just applied yourself a little more you could be like the best agent here right yeah like because you got everything you know what I'm saying yeah you, I could just was? tell you don't care. Like, um, I was uh, collections. Okay. So I worked in the call center just getting money from people for their car notes. Yeah. So like, you know. You're the one that I press deny on all the time. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and if you were good enough at it, bro, you made a bonus every single month. You know what I'm Word. saying? Like, you know. Oh, that's why they be pressing so yeah, hard. Yeah. Because they want you to, I mean, obviously they want you to, if you don't get a bonus, that's on you type shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. But like, you know, everybody in there knew me as Meezy. They didn't even call me Alex. Even like the top people, like everybody was just, you know. Yeah. So it was it was just a weird scenario for me because like people would be like, "Why are you here, bro?" Like type um, shit. Like why don't you just, yeah. you know, you're too good to be here and shit. And you know, you hear that every day. Yeah. And then like, like I said, I'll never forget when my when my manager had that conversation with me. Like you just don't care. I'm like I don't care though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And then in the back of my head, I'm like, why am I still here then? You know what I mean? Because yeah. what I was doing every day, like I would wake up. I would wake up and go to work. And then after I got off work, I'd go to the studio. Yep. And I'd be at the studio almost every night, all night. Yeah. Fall asleep there, wake up, <laughs> go home, get ready, and go back to work. Yeah. It was like a constant thing, bro. Yeah. And that like that shit was draining after a while. You know what I mean? And I'm like, there's no point in me doing this anymore. Like, because, you know, in the back of my head, I'm like, if I don't, I'm going to hate myself if I don't, like, try to do this full time. Yep. And see what can come of it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because all I'm doing is I'm just stuck in this fucking hamster wheel mm-hmm. and I don't even want to be here. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that to me was like, I think that's really when I, like, I, I don't know what it was, bro. It was just yeah. like, I think it was on the span of like uh, six months, bro. I just started having these thoughts. Like, I can't keep doing this, bro. Yeah. I like, I can't. And I was, it was, it was killing me every day to go to work, yeah. you know? And it was like, you know, people were cool and shit, but I was just like, I want to be able to like, Mm-hmm. If I want to be in the studio all day, I want to do it, bro. Yeah. And then, you know, I was presented an opportunity by GBL, you know, and they were just kind of like, well, shit, like, you can manage the studio if you want, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like, why not just do that then, bro? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I was smart about it. I made the job fire me so I could get my little unemployment and shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know Yo, that's that. a piece of game. Yeah. If you're going to leave, make them fire you, get, your, you get know that severance. <laughs> just to make sure I had that that piece of it. But I was like, you know... It just was, I never, it was no looking back at that point, bro. Yeah. And it was funny because like he said, like as soon as I quit my job or as soon as I got fired from my job, um, within maybe a month or two, Corona happened. You know what I'm saying? Like everything shut down. I'm like, fuck. 
Yeah, bro, right. that was probably scary as shit. Yeah, it was. Like, yeah. It was very scary because I, you know, I still got rent to pay. I still got all yeah, types right. of stuff going on. So I'm like, in my head, I was like, I thought I made the wrong decision. Hmm. Like, but I was already out, out of the job, so there yeah. was nothing. Like, and then you know, like a month or two went by, and I realized like I'm still good though. Like I'm still hmm. I'm figuring it out. And then that's when I was like, nah, like, I don't know why I ever had that thought. Like, this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing, bro. Figuring it out. You just figure the shit out, man. That's what life's about, bro. Pretty much, man. I remember you probably, I don't know if you remember this or not, when I was at GBL recording that project. Yeah. And me and you sat there talking. And I I could tell that, like, you were on that. You were like, bro, no, you got to do it. You got to do it, yeah. You got to do it. That was right around the time that I was deciding to create Edna. Yep. And, like. I don't know if I told you this or yet or not, but like I remember going home that night. It was after we recorded that song. Yep. And we had that conversation. I was like, you got some point. I can't keep hedging here. You know what I mean? Like I was in a fortunate position where I had the flexibility. You know what I mean? But I always had I always felt like I was hedging against myself in certain situations. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that was part of the thing that took it over the edge, man. Like, you, gotta, you gotta get on the, over or uh, out of your own way, as they say. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And that me me you doing the same. I think it felt like I feel like we all did the same thing. It's just like, you know, taking that leap of faith is getting out your own way and just like, like I said, trying to having to figure out. And again, you know, for anybody that's trying to, you know, having that little scared moment of, well, should I, should I yeah. do it, bro? You know what I'm saying? You'll be much more happy. Like yeah. way happier. Um, again, this shit ain't easy though. Yeah. You know, you gotta like really like prepare yourself mentally for this. Because yeah. it's not a lot of security in it. No. There's, there's no a lot fucking, of no's. Yeah, there's no yeah. Uh, benefits, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No like, PTO. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you, just gotta, you, you just gotta, gotta go. Yeah, man. It's scary. But like it, it, that shit feels good to wake up and know that I can like, I can go do what I want to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And it's still a job though at the end of the day. Like it's For still sure. like, I still got work to do and deadlines and all types of shit. But yeah. I'd much rather be doing that than, you know, working at this fucking call center. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> did, did y'all run into this, like, experience when you started just putting it out into the world? Like, I'm gonna go do this. That all of a sudden, people started taking you more seriously? 100%. Yeah. Not only that, not only did they start taking me more serious, but more opportunities would come. Yeah. And I would, and somehow I would start meeting people huh. that were, like, kind of, like, pushing me. Like, it was weird. Like, like I said, that's kind of how G, the GBL thing happened. Like, it was like, I, I don't think I would have found that if I wouldn't have like had my mind frame of like I'm about to do this shit full time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Or when I'm at the barbershop, like yeah. it was the same thing. They're like, you know, like yeah. you need to be doing this for real. Like if you're gonna do it, like we want to support that. Like that's all because of the energy that I put into the universe. Yeah. So I, I really feel like that. It's one hundred percent. So why aren't we teaching the kids this this, this stuff, man? I no, that's, I, that's a good question. I agree. We should be teaching them. Yeah. I do. that's part of my message you know what I'm saying it really is with my music yeah Yeah. but I don't you know I I just feel like in our reality like the majority of of adults in this world probably don't actually feel that way so that's maybe that's the reason why it's not being taught you know what I mean everybody's okay with just being on that goddamn hamster wheel bro yeah bro everybody especially if you're talking about like the older generations Mm -hmm. like my mom and all them like they just my mom can't fathom the fact (laughs) <laughs> that I make music for a living. Like, that doesn't make any sense to her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she's like, that's, you know, I, I even even when I try to talk to her about, like, her job, because she doesn't like her job, I'm like, you could just find another one. Like, that's exactly what's A better so job. And she's like, she just can't <laughs> fathom that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. she's like, nah, because if I do that, then I might miss out on bills. This, I'm like, mom, you got to take that. You yeah. have to take that chance, though, right? Yeah, like, like, And we've gone through worse shit. 
Like, my mom the same way. She's worked at the DMV since she was like 18 years old. Wow. She ain't interested in moving up. You know what I mean? She like tried she to cool manage the thing. Yeah, She's yeah. like, yo, I'm just trying to do this. But then when she starts complaining, I'm like, yo, like, then do something different. Right. You know what I mean? And like, it's I remember one time cool. too, my grandma was, forget what she, she was looking at my like Snapchat or something. And, you know, I was posting like, in this work, you go to a lot of like galas, and fundraising events and stuff like that. Yeah. She was like, do you even work? All you do is get coffee and drink. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, this is my work, grandma. Like, this is like this is I, what I should do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I have to I have to be at these places. I need to know what's going on. I need yeah. to understand like what's going on in the ecosystem. What's the conversation? What's the narrative? And then how do I bring my people in yeah. to these rooms? How do I create this table to where we can start to dictate what goes on as opposed to the outside world dictating to us? We right. can't do that unless I'm there. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, like that that concept is so foreign. Cause she just wanted me. I was I was explaining this to her too. I was like, I worked at DU for a long time after I graduated college, and I was in a suit every day. I worked at a higher education institution. I was successful, right? I was making like forty thousand a year, struggling to pay my bills. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, I made more money and become more comfortable and rose up and whatever you want to call it, wearing sweats and slides every day. You know what I mean? And the, the time has changed. I don't know. That's why I think our generation needs to be dictating yeah. what happens next for the generation because the, the world has changed. Yeah. Well, that's what sucks though because like I, one day I want to have kids, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I want to I be able to preach to them like, and I want to say it in a way that's not like steering them in a, in a certain direction. Like, but like True. in all reality, like I don't necessarily think that college <laughs> is the way, mm-hmm. but it can be for you, right? But like, yeah. I just think it's, overrated like my most successful friends that I know didn't go to college they yeah. some of them didn't even graduate high school you know yeah. what I'm saying yeah. so I'm just like I, I I feel like the like I said the older generation just pushed that all the time like you have to go to college mm-hmm. and then everybody's sitting here with a hundred thousand dollars in debt and you know paying that yeah. off for the rest of their life you know and it's just I don't you know I want to I want my kids to to know that they could do whatever they want to do in their life literally yeah. And it doesn't, you don't, it doesn't require a degree. You could literally yeah. figure out whatever you want right. to do. Yeah. You could become rich at 15 years old, like some of these kids do these days. You yeah. figure it out quick enough, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. I think for me, like college was number one, it was dope because it like it it forced me out of my environment yeah. that I was comfortable in. Mm-hmm. And like it required me to like meet people from all across the world. You know yep. what I mean? So Correct. I, was, yep. I was sitting there doing business projects with people from China to Saudi Arabia to like everywhere. You feel me? Like I got that opportunity. Um, but I was like, a lot of times, I don't feel like I got the full experience out of it because I was working three jobs. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, oh, nah, like college could have been, not a professor telling me like, yo, if you're a student, use your student ID as a passport. I was like, what do you mean? He was like, everybody will take, like will take you out to coffee or if you're a student. You know what I'm saying? Like, reach out to that CEO. Hey, I'm a business student. I'd like to have coffee and pick your brain. They'll be like, yeah. And he's like, you got to get other people to be invested in your success. So then you come out. I'm like, damn, I wish I would have taken that advice. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, the degree in and of itself. <laughs> that's, a real, that's some real shit. Though. Right. Because yeah. Yeah. that applies just in life in general. For real. You got to get people to be invested in your success. Right? Yeah, get people invested in your success. And I'm like, I think we had this mistake of like, if I just go get the degree in and of itself and I don't do all the stuff that comes with it, 
in a lot of ways might be the same as if I'm just the best rapper and I don't do all the stuff that comes with it, mm-hmm. it'll only take you so far. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting on my platform. I think about this shit all the time, so as y'all can see. But tell me about some of the work y'all got going. What y'all, what y'all working on? I'm listen, I just I'm just working on a new album right now. Uh singles. It's always it's it's uh, everything's fluid, bro. It's yeah. there's no real like um <coughs> cycle. Yeah, I'm I kinda uh I had like a I'm not very good when I have like a this like a plan, like I gotta do this. Hmm. Like at this, like I'm. I don't like that. I don't like working like that. You know mm. what I'm trying to say? Like I like deadlines, but I don't like definites. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like because being creative is just doesn't work like that. Like some some days I don't feel like recording. Some yeah. days I'm a beast. Some yeah. days, you know what I'm saying? It just depends. And so writing, but you know, I'm just working on projects. That's yeah. that's really it, bro. Just working on that. Working on you know merch. Working yeah. on you know. Um, what can I get my protection energy hoodie? <laughs> we gotta order. We gotta order some new, uh, some new sizes, bro. But, right. we, but they'll come in very soon. I yeah. need to XL. That's all. I, need. I saw you on one video where I can. I was like, damn. I need yeah, no, nah, we need more, <laughs> and we need more colors. We did, like the whole nine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like yeah. just stuff like that to keep keep the money coming in, money flowing, and 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 um, you know, keep me creative because that's the biggest thing for me is like just staying, yeah. staying motivated, staying, staying on top of what I'm supposed to be doing, and you know, and uh, like I tell everybody, my goal is to go on another tour this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's. Very important to just keep moving, bro. Yeah. Being out of town and meeting all these people and, and you know, killing all these rappers on these ciphers and, you know what I mean? <laughs> just keep doing that. I remember I saw you, last time I think I saw you, you were just about to go on a tour. Yeah. What was that like? Because I've been, I've been seeing a lot of people be like, yo, that's a grind. Like, what did you learn while being out on tour? It's not for everybody. Were you out there with them? Yeah. Yeah. How was that? It's not, it's, it's not, I'll tell you like this, it's not for everybody. Yeah. Um. It takes a lot of sacrifice, bro. Yeah. Um, a lot of set like financially, um, your time, you're tired, you know what I'm saying? Um, you're constantly on the go. Right. It kind of changes it, it really like makes you look at music a little different, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because like that's what I mean by like that's why I respect like people like Mayday so much because they really do that like twice or three times a year, bro. Yeah. And that's hard to do. And they all have yeah. kids, right? So that's that's 30 days away from your family. That's, you know, yeah. it's it's hard, bro. Um, it's taxing on the body. And when I got, by the time I got back to Colorado, like I it it would, I had to like get myself back to used to how slow it is out here. Hmm. Yeah. Because you know, you gotta you gotta realize like you you waking up every day, you going to the next city and performing. Yeah. And then you go, you you barely have time to eat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you get up, you wake up and do the same thing the next day, bro. Like it was, it was hard, but it was I, I liked it so much because you get to meet. A whole bunch of people that don't know you. Yeah. Like, and they only know me because of me. I'm a Meezy and I'm on tour. They yeah. don't know Alex. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. They don't have any preconceived, you know, opinion about me. Yeah. It's just like they they met me that night. They like my performance. I got to chop it with them afterwards. And that's it, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought that was that shit was super, super dope. And, yeah, and I'm probably like framed about that. Yeah. 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 Cause you it, it it for me, it showed me that. I, I'm not just tripping like I am who I think I am because it, you know what I mean it's yeah. very validating for me because this is one thing to like be from Denver and you know Aurora or whatever and like these people out here you know they like my music or whatever but then when you go to another state and they're only there for this artist they don't know yeah. who the fuck you are you know what I'm saying <laughs> but then they become real fans and follow you afterwards like that to me is like super super mm-hmm. super dope bro yeah. super humbling for sure 
I feel it. I, I experienced that as a fan not too long ago. We went to the Corday concert and uh, they had a shit. What's their names? See, I said I experienced it as a fan and forgot their names. Uh, <laughs> I promise you, I'm not lying to you though. Uh, it's like a group, and they like reminded me of a uh, like Wu Tang back in the day. Oh yeah. What is their name? Can't be. You can't be that much of a fan. Not much. Boy. I guess not. Right. <laughs> shit. I'm going to remember that shit. I promise. But nonetheless, like I remember being at that show and it was like the first time in a long time I went to a concert and I'm like, I wasn't in my like artist mode so I could just enjoy the concert as a fan. Yeah. You know what I mean? And realizing how hard it would be to like open for the headliner and they just came out and ripped that shit. I got to figure this out. It's actually, it's, I actually love that shit though because I think I'm better than the headliner. So I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm about to go and show them why I should be in that position instead of them. Yeah. Like they yo. should be opening up for me. Like I always took that as a challenge every show. Like, you know, and then I had a, I had this song called Late and Rough, you know, mm-hmm. about my grandfather and um, just seeing people cry and their reactions to it. And, you uh-huh. know, and, and, and these are, again, people I don't know. In, yeah. the, in walks of life that I have never walked in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it was majority Caucasian people. And they loved my music, bro. Like, it was like, it was, it was, that, again, that was, shit like that is different, bro. Like, when you have somebody's mom, you know, hit you up talking about, like, my son really needed to hear what you had to say at the show. Uh-huh. He's been being bullied. And, like, you having this hoodie changes everything. They bought, a, like, five shit. hoodies for everybody in the oh, family man. and shit. Like, it was like a, yeah. like a, what would they say? It was for Christmas or something? Like, a Christmas present or something? It was something That's like dope. that. Yeah. Like, yeah. for the whole family, though. I thought that shit was super, super dope, yeah. bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, for real. But you never get to experience stuff like that unless you get the fuck out of here. Like, you know what I mean? True. Because, like, like, you can't be sitting listening to music with everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. How about for you when, like, because you were behind the camera the whole time, right? Yeah. What did you like? What did you witness while you were filming this and capturing the whole experience? I mean, they were amazing moments. Like, it was all genuine, you know? And the fact that, like, B's got to touch other people's lives. Yeah. You know, there was a a moment specifically that I loved uh, at Idaho Falls. Right after, it's the only show, well, the majority of the audience were like, teenagers you know but right after he got done performing they all lined up to take a picture with him and i was like that's dope you know and they didn't even do that with mayday (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) gosh that was some crazy shit yeah yeah and they was really waiting in line too he was like uh he's like i'm at the next game and then people are walking up to me asking me for autographs not even the players you Stephen A. Smith, though. Yeah. That's what you did. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. It was super, super dope. And they still hit me up. Like, uh, actually, uh, the other day, one of them hit me up on my post on Instagram. Like, when are you coming back to Idaho Falls? Huh. I'm like, shit. And you don't even hear Idaho, Idaho Falls. Though. Right, yeah. No, it was hella racist, bro. Really? No lie. Huh. Like, when we was at Soundcheck, I was standing outside, and I was the only black guy outside, and people were literally, like, driving by, like, yeah. upset, bro. I had an experience like that. Me and, uh, me yeah. and Jordan went out to... Uh, Gillette, Wyoming one time when I was in high school, just like randomly. That shit was crazy, bro. Cause like they didn't have really nothing out there. So it was like the whole town was at this one like VFW, random VFW. It's like four or 500 people out there. That's how that shit be. Yeah. Sure. So I like, I kind of get a sense of it. And I remember like just being like, yo, just, we had these like four CDs that we printed up that was like, yo, just pay us what you thought the performance was worth. And they shit sold out. We came back. We felt like we were balling. But at the same time, it was, it was me, Jordan, and then our cousins, Martinez and Rio, and we were at this gas station. And across the street from the gas station was this big-ass Confederate flag, like, rug thing that they were selling. 
And they started sweating real on something. They tried to tell like, I was like, ah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. we could be the entertainment, but like, when we're out here just like as people, just y'all act a little bit different. It was right. interesting. Yeah. I think once they, once they realized I was performing, then they kind of chill. Yeah. But if I was just there, they probably would have tried to lynch me or some shit. I feel <laughs> No, I, feel, I understand that. Like, feeling. it was yeah. like, I really didn't know what to expect that show. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's huh. just standing outside. I'm like, damn, man, this seemed like a racist ass city, yeah. bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Really? Hell yeah, yeah bro. No, I, I get it. I, I've been there. I understand. Which was cool, though, because once the, like, like he said, it was majority teenagers, though. So, like, they didn't care. Like, they yeah. was cool. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But their parents was just the ones that I was like, oh, I don't know. Yo, yo. Oh, and I remembered. I had to look it up. Coast Contra. Y'all heard Coast Contra? Nah. Oh, I'm going to send you some Coast But they're on Contra. tour with nasty, Corday. Bro. That's super dope. Yeah, yeah. They wow. were... They came out, bro. They had, like, choreography and shit. I was like, yo, I haven't seen this in a minute. Like, it was cool. <laughs> Your last project, Protect Your Energy, and you did a lot of the music for it as well, right? Or did you do uh, most of the shooting? I did, uh, I mastered. You mastered uh, a lot the whole of album. I did some of the mixing for some of the tracks, uh, and I just produced the intro. Word, word. So, yeah. How did you, I think I understand, obviously I understand the essence of what you're trying to get across in terms of that term, right? PYE, Protect Your Energy. Yeah. But while you're out on tour, doing this Protect Your Energy tour and so much is being pulled at you, what are the things that you actively did to protect that energy? Mm. How do you maintain? Hmm. Good question, man. I don't, I don't know if we... Uh, I think we all try to like keep each other motivated and positive about it. Because right. um, there was... I mean, there was a lot of bullshit going on while we was on tour, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but like, the, you know, the crazy thing about it is like when we, when we first decided to go... We didn't know really know how we were gonna do it. Huh. Like even up to the like the the day that we were leaving, bro, we had just figured out what car we were gonna drive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. like that's how that's that's how unprepared we were. <laughs> so like um I just kept the faith, bro. It was just all about taking that leap of faith and knowing God got us, bro, and just keep yeah. manifesting. Like that was, you know, and 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 you know, going to them shows and then like 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 I said, feeling their energy all the time, like that mm -hmm. that was the biggest um yeah reason for everything and not like it just kept me going man you know you know it. and keeping like i said motivating people around you and, and positive people you know yeah we we try to keep it light you know what i'm saying we like talking shit to each oh, other yeah. and shit yeah. so you know <laughs> that's all that kinda, yeah that kind of just, yeah, just called this man Derek white kind of yeah, <laughs> keeps you going you know what i'm saying same with my yeah. coach shout out my coach yeah, man he love my coach yeah he was always just always saying some slick shit some smart shit but it keeps mm -hmm. you just keeps everything kind of light you know what i'm saying yeah. instead of being so serious all the time that's true. It's and stressed out, bro. Because yeah. it, it was stressful, but it was like, what the fuck can we do about it? We're already on the road. Were we going to turn back around? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know bro. What I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, we still have to figure this shit out, bro. Yo, yo. You know what I'm saying? I feel it, man. How about you? How, you? how do you... Another way to say, how you maintain that mental health that you're going through all this stuff and trying to build something for yourself? Man, it's just... Uh, I mean, there were times where we would just go into... I guess our own zone. Like, Mies would take walks. I would just pop on my headphones and oh. make some music, you know? Yeah. It was like, we we all did our things to decompress. Yep. Yeah, um, get from, away from each other. Right, yeah. That's probably important. 
Are y'all all in the same car the whole time? The yeah, whole time. the whole time. Oh, yeah, bro. You got to get away. Yeah. And yeah. hotel rooms together. It's like, right, bro. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. After a while, you like, man, fuck this nigga. Bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah, and you're I don't like, like the way you choose. Like, what's yeah, going on? Yeah, bro. Straight up. Mike used to always try to trip. Like, if somebody else was driving, he'd just criticize how Yo, you drive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He did not like other people driving. It's just like, I'm like, bro, bro, when he chill. would drive, he would do the same shit. It's like, bro. I'm like, shut up. Bro. Like, Go you, to sleep. That's probably how my son feels, but me and my wife were in the car together like I think it's just like anything if you're just around the same person for too long you start to pick up those things that's funny <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's funny like I'm about to take a walk man. I, right. I can't deal with y'all right now really. oh, and especially man. for me like I can't speak for them but like you know I don't think people understand like sometimes I didn't feel like performing hmm. yeah sometimes I was tired bro hmm. like genuinely tired yeah, but I had to still do the same performance with the same energy because this yeah. is a whole new crowd and they don't give a fuck about me being tired, bro. Yeah, right. I paid for this ticket. You, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. I, and, I, and and the whole goal is to capture these fans, so mm. I can't go and half-ass it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So I would, you know, drink a Red Bull, take a shot, like all right, let's time go. Of, time you know what I mean? That shit's it's mentally that shit used to fuck with me <laughs> mentally. Though. It was a mentally draining type of thing, bro. For sure, man. I mean, I, it makes sense then, like you know, because you see a lot of people snap. And like, I couldn't imagine having to be in that environment or like in that mode 24 seven. Right. You understand why, like these are human beings. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's not sweet all the time. Like you're not, no. you only see the production of it. You feel me? And that's, it just, hopefully people have more empathy for that now. You know what I mean? Uh, we're getting close on time. One question I like to ask folks is like, I guess building on that success question is like, what is something that you've now learned and I know we talked about a lot of that already, but that like you wish schools would teach kids. Um, I think that schools should teach how our economic system works, how capitalism works, mm. because at the end of the day, um, that's what in a way we're doing. We're entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, and I personally believe here is the best place to start something you want to do, you know, oh. like start your own business. Yeah. Like, I feel like if, like, what good is it being an American oh. if you're just going to have a job and mm. not take advantage of having your own business at some point? Something to pass mm. on to your children or your mm. children's children, you know? And nothing's wrong with having a job. You know, if you want to have a job, that's cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, because being an entrepreneur is not for everybody. Mm -hmm. But like the people that, you know, they know that they got a little something more in them. Um, I think it's just, you know, like you said, taking that leap of faith. Um, and just if, if we got kids to know how capitalism really works, yeah. then we would have way more entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurship promotes innovation, you know, like with competition. You know, you got Apple and Google, Android and iPhone. Like if one of them was not in the ring… Then it's just like, you know, you got in a way somewhat of a monopoly. Yeah. And it's just like, eh, if there's no competition, like, who, I'm just trying to outperform myself. But like, what's my measurement? Yeah. You know? Versus yeah. when you got somebody else, like, I'm trying to outdo you. Mm -hmm. Then it's just like, you know, and I think that's a, that's a good, uh, I guess, outcome of capitalism. It's a uh -huh. double edged sword. I'm not it saying it definitely it's, has its drawbacks, but yeah. I feel what you're saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, yeah, it is. Uh, that's you know. But like, we're upsets. living in that environment, so to not teach, teach it, like we're almost hamstringing people. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. It's like college. T 
teaches you how to be an employee. Unfortunately. 100%. Yeah. You know, um, there should be like, even with like, if you have a business degree, I think it's so weird how you're getting taught from professors. Like, you know, if, if you know business, do you have your own business or are you just mm. teaching off theory? Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's kind of like, that's, that's the weird thing about it. Yeah. Like in a way we, we, we need to also teach kids that failure is okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to, as long as you learn from it, you take something from it, you know? Because mm-hmm. if, you, if you don't feel, you're not necessarily learning. You already aced this yeah. test, right? Like, okay, yeah. you're good on the material, but let's challenge you, you know? Like, Yo, failing is almost a necessary part of the process. It, it yeah. is. It, that's what builds you a backbone, too. For real. So, for real. Yeah. So many kids are afraid to fail. Right. You know what I mean? I have like four, four or five folks that are graduating from high school right now. And we're having that conversation of like, what you going to do next? I'm like, the pressure. To, and I'm like, yo, dude, just go try some shit. Yeah. I expect you to fail. You're just in a different position now because, you know, you got us and like the rest of your collective family that you know you can fall back on. Now you ain't got no excuse but to not take a risk. Mm-hmm. But like they've been taught this whole time that I like, I can't fail. I can't right. fail. I can't fail. Otherwise, things are going to fall apart. It's like, it's not. I feel it. That is important. I feel it. What do, you, what do you hope that they would teach? You have the superintendent's ear right now. What needs to happen? I mean, I wish, honestly, that the school systems would teach real American history, uh-huh. like, and don't leave stuff out. Uh-huh. You know? Like, there's no reason why I should have had to go to college to learn about African and African-American studies. Yeah. Like, things that I did not know at all. I think that they tend to just, you know, sweep it under the rug and you'll find out if you find out. Like, I think that, to me, that's that just on a, from a personal standpoint, that's super important for me. Hey. Um, I would like my kids to know their own heritage. And, you know, when you go to, you know, school, like, they don't they don't teach you that. They make no. it seem like it's just, you know? So, that's, I think that, to me... Is the, I know that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the the success part of no, it, yeah. but I think that that is knowing who you are. Yeah, super important. Yeah, super man. important. You know, because there, there's a lot of kids, you know, that look like me that grow up and don't think that like we've ever accomplished anything. But 100%. you know what I mean. Yeah. But going to jail or whatever, you know, yeah. it's just I think that's bullshit. You know? Yeah. Well, one thing I'm happy to tell you is we did <laughs> we did two things in the first year of Adnium as a result of connecting with alumni. That's we got policy passed to make financial literacy a graduation requirement. Nice. And we got cultural studies to become a graduation requirement, which we're trying to figure out the implementation on right now. We're able to bring some money in and make it happen. Um, but to your point, because a callback to last week's podcast, I had a conversation with my uncle Tony. And he was big in like the Chicano movement. So he worked with like Cesar Chavez. He actually said he, uh, he was the chair of the commission for the great boycott back in the day. Mm. And he was just telling me all the shit, like to the point where there was this whole organization where back in the day in, in Southwest United States, they wouldn't give Latinos like life insurance. So they just built an organization and had $1.4 million in a safe somewhere and would like built their own life insurance policy. You know what I mean? I'm like, that's part of American history. Wow. Especially in Colorado and in Denver. Like that yeah. was, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Number one, I was upset that I'm just now learning that I'm 28. And I just now had this conversation with him. But number two, I'm like, why the hell didn't we learn this in school? You feel what I'm saying? Because yeah. um, I didn't know that until you just said it. That's, same. That, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Same. That's what I'm saying. We got stories. And I, I, I would argue we're, we're part of American history too. All the things that we're building. 
is touching and creating and changing someone's life. You know what I mean? So I appreciate you both for like sharing this and, and hopefully this will generate some more conversation. But we're working on it. Whatever help we could get with working on it, like I'm dead serious. I'm trying to make this shit happen. And it's moving. So yeah, you're doing it. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate, appreciate you. All right, man. Keep it real. We out. Peace.